You ready? I'm down. Let's do it, bitch. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have returned. The Rufus Rundown is back with the one and only Zach Souza, which I told you would be back. We'd be doing a lot more of it. And here we are once again. Souza, what the hell is going on? A whole lot of crap. I mean, you know what's going. If you know, you know. <laughs> Again, dude, I feel like that should just be every title to a podcast. I mean, honestly, do. that should just be the new name of the podcast. Forget Rufus Rundown. It's got to be If You Know, You Know. Yeah, dude, that's – I wouldn't um, – yeah, no, that's that's 100% true. And it's hard It's yeah. hard to elaborate on something and be like, well, if you know, you know, then they go, oh, let me elaborate on it. Like, no, that just that takes yeah. away from the whole point of If You Know, You Know. Yeah. It definitely dampens the, like, <laughs> the effect of why you're saying that. You know, uh, but the show is back. Um, we're going to be, I want to start pumping out more blogs and stuff and more concise stuff for like click worthy stuff. That's like very, right. it doesn't have to be a big paragraph. That's why I have this. I have this as an outlet of a source in Sousa as well. Sousa, what do you, I, I got to ask you a question now. Are you thinking about starting your own YouTube? It's been up there. Stop thinking about starting the own YouTube, the own podcast stuff. It's been up there, but I don't know. I kind of like the whole partner thing, you know, having the co-host. You know, I, 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 obviously this is cool as an outlet, but I don't know if there's anything like individually you'd ever thought of too. I never really asked you that. I mean, yeah, I know I once That's games, stuff. Yeah. once, um, I mean, it's obviously something I can help you with too. Um, but it, and obviously like my equipment's at your disposal always. Yeah. Just know that. And this my, any knowledge that I have, I can help you with too. But like obviously too, it'd be different too. I would love to be, I'd be love to be doing around with it's high school sports should be going on right now and I should be calling games to New Bedford local cable. Oh, hey, one hundred percent same thing. We're in the same boat. In know? the same in the same boat, because we talked about that last time about yeah, how you do like the local stuff, cable uh, and stuff. Which shout out to I think the guy that you called games with, right? He did he did comment on the YouTube. Did you see that? Yeah, Evan Masters commented on it. Yes. Shout out, shout out to him. He 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 tuned in, he 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 tuned in and watched us. And mm-hmm. that was even a month behind. I can I'm, I got 50 plus views on the video we recorded in August. It was like September, what, 13th, 12th? I mean, I it was well it. over a month. Yeah, yeah, it was well over a month, and that's what we're doing. And I haven't posted a video since, like, that last one, and that's when we recorded that. And I still have another one I have to post with DeMello and Ashworth, too, but I have to edit that on my laptop, and it is – That's even that. That's been even longer. That was a couple weeks before we filmed. That's, like, end of July. That was literally before – that was during the NBA prediction period. So what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till the NBA finishes up, and then I'm going to repost it. I'm not going to repost I'm going to post it. And then we're going to – I'm going to compare what our predictions were Mm -hmm. to what actually happened. Kind of make it like a neat thing, try and do something different with it, you know. Um, yeah, try and like combine it with a podcast. You know, now I mean, like play that one. Yeah, and I might do some like I might do some overlay stuff to kind of make it like a little different in terms of entertainment, more cut up and stuff. It's gonna be like a video more as less a po- as opposed to a podcast. It'd be like a bonus episode, really. Right, right. Yeah, that's gonna be something cool to look into. Something cool to do. That's a great. Yeah, idea. and I'm gonna have a separate video of me, my conversation with Jake, and everything that he did in terms of uh, donating the vital organ and all that stuff. We had that conversation. That was a deep conversation, but I think that deserves a video in its own as opposed to NBA prediction stuff. But I did, you know, want to, I mean, he's comfortable talking about it. There was something I did want to talk about because it was damn impressive when the NCAA did the article on him as well too, with the, you know, big assist off the court and stuff. And I still want to make sure that gets out there. And, but I want to make sure that it's all in the good state and it's within the consistency of this. Cause this is only going to, it deserves to do well is what I want. I don't want to just post it out there. It's like, Oh yeah, check this out. Like I want to be in a groove here and then post that out because that deserves to be, when this is doing well, that deserves to be at the peak of it. That deserves to be seen. That deserves yeah. – he deserves to be heard on what his – you know, what he went through and what that was like. So I want to make sure that 
we're on a groove here before I put that specifically that segment out because that deserves to be, you know, promoted and listened to like to the fullest extent. If there's anything that I've ever put out on this channel, that is definitely up there in the things, if not the top thing that I know deserves to be listened to and watched. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, that's something that, that deserves attention. Like, it got yes. It, right? That deserves as much attention as it can get. And it, and it got its attention with the NCAA, and I probably missed the boat when I should have posted them. But I want to make sure now that I'm in my – I wasn't in my groove then either. I wasn't really in a good groove. Like, there's a period of time where I really get in a good groove, and then just things come up. But like I said, you and me have talked what about it like, just recently now. Like, we are very committed to going forward to bringing, first of all, a different culture here. The culture is going to change a little bit. Nothing crazy off the deep end but I do want to explore some different avenues more than just sports, not politics, but just life in general. Just, there's some different Every flows. And, yeah. Just some different ebbs and flows of like how the culture is here. And I want it to be more raw. I don't want to be like, seem like I'm some crazy dude, but I also, and I mean like hot takes everywhere, but also I do want to be more raw and show more of my emotion. Cause naturally that's who I am as a person. I don't want to limit myself with that. And I'm sure you're the same way too. Yeah, I mean, I just want to show show who you really are. You know, I'm more than, I'm more than somebody. I'm more than sports. Yeah, that's like, that. I that so more interest than just baseball, basketball, football. Absolutely, I couldn't agree. There's a lot of book reviews and stuff that I've been listening to audiobooks and books, and there's book reviews that I want to do, and that's some different knowledge that I want to spread to different to, to people to look at things in a different way. I'm not begging you to change your mind. I'm not forcing you to change the way you're looking at anything, and I'm not looking at you differently. I'm just saying. Here's how I process information, and here's how it changed my view on things. Maybe you can do the same for you, and that's that's all we really want to do here. Yeah, just, I it, mean, said it best. You know, what I mean, that's why I was thinking about like you talk about book reviews and stuff. Like, I want to have like my own podcast, my own interest. Like, I'm a huge like wrestling fan, like pro wrestling, WWE guy. Like, I want to. When you asked before, like any of my own stuff, I want to build off and start stuff with that. I love that type of entertainment. My mom's basement, little Robbie Fox. <laughs> right that's the name of the episode that's the name of his podcast right my mom's basement yeah i think it is the show i mean he's brought dana white on like plenty of times like that's yeah. damn impressive what robbie fox has done with that i mean it's just barstool as a whole how impressive they are yeah but crazy the type of platform they built yeah yeah that's crazy good i mean like we've talked about people that we want to bring on as well too i um obviously bringing you on more consistently is a huge thing Obviously, you'll still do your own things. I'll still do my own thing. But for the most part, this is going to be a – this is a connection you got to get used to. It's a partnership you got to get used to. This is what it is. This is a one-two punch. It's Rufus and Sue. This is what you get. It's how we It's how we do business here, baby. It's how we, <laughs> it's how we get off the ground. It's how we get going. Because then you got the Quahog Company collabs that are going to be coming. I figure maybe we'll get be that going. Too. I mean, we've been talking press. about it for a while now. I mean, like, it was such – I remember listening back to this other episode that we did. And I remember saying, oh, I can't wait to be back on campus. Wait till you see how consistent we are on campus. And I'm looking back and I'm like, damn, that's kind of depressing. But we still get, we're still going to get our shit in line here. I think I still think we're going to have a lot of fun for the next couple months. And we're going to make a lot of progress with this, along with Jared, too. I really do want to push. The, I really do. The more exposure that either of us get, the better it is for everybody. And oh, oh, yeah. There's no such thing as bad publicity. No. I, eh. Well, eh. Eh. anything that gets the name out there can be good. Any, I mean, as, as long as we don't get me canceled before I can even be canceled, I'm cool with anything. <laughs> That's what you do all the time. Like, I don't want to go, like, oh, are you out there with hot takes? I go, I mean, like, dude, like, cancel culture is such a bitch that, like, I'm going to get canceled before I'm even cancelable. I don't even have a thousand subscribers. 
Yeah, before you, yeah, before you even have a following, you're gonna get canceled. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll never generate a follow. Like, I, I mean, honestly, at that point, like, cancel culture is so toxic that I don't even have a following. That if someone tried to cancel me right now, it would probably do my numbers better. Yeah, now, that's what I'm saying. Your name would get out there. <laughs> so, but, but it's the cancel culture is so. That's how toxic it is. It doesn't even serve its purpose anymore. That's how toxic cancel culture is. Yeah, it's. I mean, I want to get into. It. I get so hot with that stuff and how like, oh my god. No, it was like my tweet with like the COVID, which actually did pretty well in terms of like what people, when I checked it out, like I want no part of a COVID vaccine. Not because I don't like, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer, but like, dude, like this, most vaccines take, they don't even exist sometimes, some of these diseases. Oh, and yeah, the ones, the ones that do take years of, yeah. of processes that have to, they have to go through. It was like, oh yeah, just, we'll look at the vaccine and we'll be good. Like, first of all, you know how hard it is to produce that vaccine just to get the vaccine that works in general. Then to right. mass produce, it's a whole nother step. And then side effects, bro. I mean, it takes years to figure out that shit. Yeah, exactly. You never you know, know what's going to come from it. I don't want to be 30 one day, but like, let's have a kid. And then this, I can't have a, I'm like impotent or something because of, I don't, some birth side effect with this thing. I don't, I am, I am petrified of like the side effects of this thing. I'm not, I don't think that makes me ignorant. I don't think that makes me like not caring. I just don't think that that. Yeah, you don't know enough yet. No one knows enough. Exactly. I am petrified by stuff like that. And that's like the things that cancel culture will come at me for. Like, oh, you want a vaccine or anti-vaxxer? Uh, duh, 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 get off the internet. Like that's. Like, hey, whoa, relax. I didn't say that. Ask no, me. no. That's the thing. Like, oh, you're against vaccination. You hate everybody. You want to kill everybody. You want, you want to carry COVID. Like that's what it turns into. And I'm like, whoa, can we pump the brakes real quick? I just don't know. If, I wouldn't trust any vaccine for anything at this point. Yeah. it's hard to trust a lot of stuff in the medical fields because medical fields are totally for profit mm-hmm. in general. But that's where like, I, I, I jump off a bridge with cancel culture because Jesus Christ, it's like such a, it's, it's a, it's a loose cannon, man. That shit, that shit just never, never cools down. Twitter is a toxic place, especially for that. Twitter too. is the worst place for it. Did you see R- R.I.P. J.K. Rowling was trending yesterday? And they're like, no, she's not dead. Just her career. Yeah, like, what the, I used to say it with, like, Ellen a couple months ago. Or a couple weeks ago, rather. I mean, it's just... Yeah, I mean, it was, like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, what is going on? Like, is social media is supposed to be, like, a breeding ground for thought and voice and, like, spreading good word. It's and the then, exact like, opposite of what and, 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 and all these social media platforms do is get you addicted to it, thinking it's a good thing, and then it just fries your mind. And it was where a lot of root cause of my anxiety can come from and stress can come from is a lot of it is social media. And I, something I'll get into in later podcasts, the numbers really do support that social media, the rise in social media and the rise in like depression and stuff amongst our ages, that's the root cause of that. You don't have to look any further than Twitter and what goes on there in terms of the trending section to see how toxic that place is. Yeah, exactly. But anyways... Um. Well, you get into it. I mean, man, I was gonna, I was gonna try and get into sports, but yeah, if, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you want to shoot right into it? Jason's walking by, so just make sure you cut that, whatever. Now we leave that in. I'll just blur it out. Well, I can put like a sticker or something that can. We, oh wait, send me that snap sticker of him. We'll just slap that in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'll email it to myself. We'll get that there. Yeah. All right. Um. Wait. 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 Holy shit. Dude, for like, dude, that could be such a meme. That could be such a meme in here. I don't know what kind of meme we can make it, but we could slap that sticker in here with a sound effect whenever. I want to, you know what I want to do with that? I want to make like a Twitch emote of that when we start live streaming again. If someone like follows us or something, like boom, that sticker pops up. 
<laughs> that'd be, right. that'd be awesome. That'd be, I'd be all for it. All right. All for it. So we just watched the Celtics and Heat game. and that came down to a nail bite. I was getting heated. Game ones don't normally catch my eye unless like the finals. But even the finals, too, like game ones, all it is adjustments. Like, ah, do we really care? Like, it's only the first game. Like, the first game don't really mean anything in any series. Like, it's all about adjustments. They said it's baseball, really, I guess. And obviously, like, playoff games, like in the NFL and stuff, like, it's one game. But, like, for, like, baseball, like, adjustments aren't really going to exist because, like, you know who the number one is. You know who the number two is. You know who the number three is. Like, there's someone trying to get hot, really. I mean, putting the adjustments they know into place, I guess. But, like, there's no adjustments to make. Like, basketball is different because teams can adjust their game plan on the fly and can go at you with a totally different game plan, a different aspect. Like, Jay Crowder was lighting it up today. Normally, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are your shooters. But, meanwhile – you like Jay Crowder was lighting it up on the floor today. I have to look up like what Jay Crowder did tonight. Let me pull it up real quick. Jay Crowder was one. I, I to the day, Jay Crowder was one of my favorite players in the. I love him since I, it was since his like early days with the Mavs and stuff coming out of Marquette. That's huge Jay Crowder guy. I love. I I I I really liked. Um. So Jay Crowder had five rebounds, one assist, twenty-two points. I think it was like four or seven from three. Um. Just not gonna. He's like a very good defender. Very good. Yeah, he's, he's he's honed his defensive game. That's what he's. Yeah. Yeah, and he can knock down open shots, and he played he started, well. He started like, up a consistent three towards in his time with Boston. Really, like like he played thirty nine minutes tonight, and like Duncan Robinson only played seventeen minutes tonight. So that changed their game plan. Like, who's going to knock down shots? Well, Jay Crowder's knocking down shots and playing elite defense. Duncan Robinson's not a good perimeter defender. That was my big worry going into this series for the Heat. Not that I'm worried about the Heat, but like I'm a Celtics fan. I'm an unbiased sports fan first. Let's get let's just again. Yeah. People get all of it. Oh, you're, you're in this line. You got to be unbiased. Yeah, I I try to be as best I can to be like, oh, you're such a miserable Boston fan. I'm like, first of all, Boston sports fans annoy the hell out of me, and that's this just the more you come at me like that, I it's very hard in my line of work to do something with a bias because I'm not I am not the Boston Celtics forever podcast. I am the Rufus Rundown, right. and I have to look at things openly. And what ended up happening a lot of times, I'll end up rooting for what my prediction was because I want to be right as opposed to sometimes I have to root. It's hard for me to root for the Celtics when I predicted them to lose. Like, why do I want – I don't want to be wrong, but also I don't want my team to lose, but it's like – Yeah, you got to put it like a weird spot. It's a very, very tricky line to walk. So, but – so in that case, like with the Raptors and everything, yeah, it is what it is. And I was very close to what I was saying. Um, in that, I, I was right about the Bruins. But anyways, the Heat game – like I said, Duncan Robinson didn't play that much, but if Jake Crowder's knocking down threes because Jake Duncan Robinson's not a very good perimeter defender. Right. Yeah, it gets Jay Crowder more. Either as Tyler Hero, but then you have Jimmy, Bam, and Jay. And if Jay's if Jay Crowder's knocking down threes like that, the Celtics have an issue with three elite like perimeter defend like two elite perimeter defenders and inside out with Jay Crowder and Jimmy. And then Bam, obviously you saw at the end of the game, Bam, that's game one of the craziest block. endings to a game I've ever seen. Yeah, game saving block. I mean, on the dunk. On a dunk. I thought Tatum was going to throw that down. I thought that – I thought Tatum – He got there so late. As you see the replay, his hands, like, bent all the way back. I, I, like I, I honestly was shocked that it was – I was like, oh, he's going to foul him. Yeah. I, was gonna, I, I thought he – if you get there that late, like, normally they'll just go for the hack there and, like, make make Tatum hit his free throws. Um, But, no, Bam just absolutely just stuffed him. Like, that was insane. It was crazy, yeah. I mean, he gets there half a second later, it's, a, it's an easy dunk. He got he got straight up and got his hand and I just that was incredible. I was that's one of the most interesting endings to a game I've seen. 
And I think that just speaks for how entertaining this series is actually going to be. This is going to be a good – I think this is going to go seven. I have Celtics in seven, but it's going to be a good series. I got heat. I, I, I think every game is going to be – there's going to be something in every game that just catches everybody's eye. I got Miami in six if they play like they do – did tonight if Jake I mean because here's the thing is like, like I said I was worried about their perimeter defense if you have to have if you have to have Dragic Dragic is not a very good perimeter defender so if you have Dragic Duncan Robinson Tyler Hero Jimmy Butler and Bam out there ah uh, that is that's not a very good defensive lineup against the team in the Celtics that is Kemba Marcus Smart who can hit down three he yeah. can knock down threes uh very consistently when Marcus uh, Smart is hot behind the three-point line the Celtics are going to win the game. He's I mean, having an incredible playoff. He's had an incredible two years, really, but he's having a really good playoffs, specifically this year, in terms of right. shooting the ball, too. On top yeah, of I mean, the way, the way he plays defense, though, and just, like, loose balls and everything, if he's knocking down threes, the Celtics are going to win the game. The threes were always a plus with him, and now it's just a given and his defense on top yeah. of that. You can't – yeah, you can't allow – like, it was almost like you could let him t- take it. Challenge him now. You have to. You have to step up on Marcus Smart's minus three point line. Absolutely, that, I mean, that's a legitimate threat. Marcus Smart is a legitimate three point threat. Yeah, I, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And he's knocking it down with a good percentage. He doesn't have to take as many threes either for us. So his percentage is a way better in terms of efficiency. Oh yeah, um, there's so many other guys: Jalen Brown, Kemba, Tate. Jalen. So that's that's where like it's the the Celtics are endless in terms of the options they have, which is why you need to have as many good defensive players in the court at the time. Yeah, it is incredible how many options they have. So, I mean, I don't expect Jay Crowder to be putting up 22 points, knocking down every shot and playing defense like he did. But, like, if he keeps it up, that's a bad thing for the Celtics. Not to mention, Tyler Hero was was an assist away from a triple-double tonight. Yeah, it was such a quiet game. So I didn't even know that. He only had 12 points, but he had 11 boards, 9 assists, and 12 points. So, I mean – and that's a he's – y'all, he's a rookie. He's 20. <laughs> a young kid, he's a young kid. He's 20 years old. That is just incredible. Um, But it's, it, that's that's the big thing in this series is that if the if the Miami Heat, which still the defense didn't play that well tonight, the Celtics still – but they were able to compete scoring-wise and hold them – limit them enough. You know, I mean, Jalen Brown, 17. Tatum at 30, 14 boards, 5. It's a great game. Marcus Smart at 26 points tonight. Um. Tice literally, I watched two like the in between minute before I got to like the end of the game, like when I was watching like on Jared's phone at GNC, like literally, I saw the two points from Daniel Tyson. I didn't know that he only had just four tonight. <laughs> I literally just witnessed that on the phone in there. Um, Brad Wanamaker's actually been decent. I don't. I was the last thing I expected to say was that Brad Wanamaker's been an impact player, but he has. Yeah, I mean. I, I've never been on the Brad Brad Wanamaker hate. No, team. I've always liked him. You know, oh, he has, ah. he has had better days and he's had some crappy days, but I've always like never saw what everybody hates about him. You know what I mean? I've always liked him. Grant Williams knocked down a three today too. I saw that. I was like, "What in the world is going on?" I'm surprised they even let him take it. It's game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, again, adjustments will be made. Apparently, part of the game plan was Grant Williams taking threes. If that is the case, <laughs> I have Miami in four. If that, if that is the case, I have Miami in four. Brad Stevens has anything about Brett Williams taking more than the amount of threes he took tonight. I have Miami in four. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable with those odds. Grant but no, I mean, like we mentioned, Smart had a really good game tonight, and I think he's going to continue. I think this is really his coming out years where he's re- – this is what we drafted him to do back then, and this is what I think a lot of Celtics fans expected a lot earlier, but they still respected him, I think – 
now he's even he went from I mean Marcus Smart really for me was a cult hero in Boston and he has now completely moved from cult hero to like a legitimate impact player mm-hmm. yeah I, I was a big one of the big Marcus Smart hated I never used to like him up until like last year I started to grow on me this year I'm starting to love him I I, I, I he was big. You said, tick me off. I felt like he was always forcing up shots. No, he was. He used to piss me off. I used to like, I want, I, I liked him because I wanted him to be good so bad because I loved like his character and I love that he yeah, played he's defense. A, and he's I was a like, Boston Celtic at hot. Yes. He's a, he, he embodies the blue collar attitude that comes from within the city, within the city and within this area. And it's very hard to not like him. But then when he was shooting like three of 12 from three and taking contested shots, I was like, no, it's pretty easy to not like this guy. Get him off the court. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was I was huge. I regret – I am so happy this never happened. But I was huge in the, the Marcus Smart for Tyreek Evans trade. Oh, boy. About two years back because I was well, – Because Ty- I mean- at the time, it was like Marcus Smart is not a two-way player. As much as we want him to be, he's yeah, not a two-way he player. And Tyreek Evans was a decent two-way player for the price we were going to give up for him. I thought I- it was a no-brainer trade, and I praised. I praise Danny Ainge for never making that trade. I I feel bad for Tyreek Evans, what happened to him in Sacramento, because he literally could have been like a like budget version of Giannis before Giannis ever came into the league. Like Tyreek Evans, like they're like, oh, I'll at small forward. Like, no, he's a 6'8 point guard and he's a stud. And and he just, is a legitimate point guard. It does not matter what his size is. And, and no one ever – he was like he was basically Penny Hardaway, and like just no one wanted to just no one like they didn't give him that shot. Like I felt so bad for what happened to Tyreek Evans. He was so efficient, but by the time like his prime came around, like in the in the league moved to positionless basketball, it was just too late for him. It sucks. So as a side note, it's a total side note there. Feel bad for Tyreek Evans. No, I mean I hear you. It's just I mean Kemba hit a big shot tonight, which is what you bring him here to do. That's I, mean, I don't. Yeah, that's what that's what his contract's for. I don't really think – let's be like, oh, you're losing Kyrie. Like, Kemba's still one of the most clutch players I've ever seen. Cardiac Kemba, he hit the step back again tonight. That was a big shot to go ahead. I mean, obviously he didn't hold, but, I mean – and that's when you talk about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was a goddamn baller. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he got that and one off. Never mind scoring it, how he even got it over Tatum's arms. Yeah, I just – yeah. Game, I just can't – I just can't fathom it how he even got the shot over Tatum, let alone got it like off. Never so you mind, look, never mind scoring it, how he even got it over Tatum. So you look at the two big clutch players in this one. Kemba hit a great step back shot. Um, Jimmy Butler hit that big and one. And then it was Tatum versus Bam as your like one, two punches. You'd have to say that Jimmy and Bam versus Tatum and Kemba, right? I mean, I think that's pretty, that's pretty easy to notice. Yeah, that's not, um, yeah, that's and, not, and, not, and, not, and you, and you pretty much break even on Jimmy and Kemba. And then Bam Bam wins this one tonight. Bam, Bam won the won. one this one yeah. against against Tatum. That was still one of the most insane plays I've seen probably end an NBA game. Incredible defensive play, but he's all NBA first defense. So that's that's kind of why I mean you expect that. I don't mean I mean, I can't all that you can expect to play like that. Mm-hmm. I think expect right, to play never that expect game. that. I mean expect that's expect that, but you expect plays like it. You expect him to have that similar impact. Just yeah. the timing and everything of it. I was like, wow, what a play. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not upset with it. At first I was, I was like, oh, why? Like a dunk for the win. But now it's like, listen, if that play happens five more times, Tatum <laughs> dunks it the next four. He either dunks it or he gets fouled and goes to the line and knocks yeah. down both. That's, ne- that's not going to happen again. Like that's so like per- everything had to be perfect for that to happen. But, yeah, that's the only thing that I was really worried about for the Celtics coming to the series. Like, I, I honestly didn't really worry much. I was like, I don't think the Heat are going to be able to um, 
have enough perimeter defense. But then if Jay Crowder's putting up points like that, then he adds another it defender on the yeah. court, and it kind of puts you on, you know, no one really has to worry about Daniel Tice. And Kemba's been hit or miss. Jalen Brown has really made me eat my words. I was never a big Jalen Brown guy. He's played well. Um, so, you know, but there's so much explosive scoring power from this Heat team, too. I mean, Jimmy's an elite defender. Bam's an all elite defender. Jay Crowder's – I, I don't know about elite, but he's a very good defender. Um, and, and, but Goran, Goran Dragic, uh, Tyler Hero can light – and Duncan Robinson can light it up off the bench as well. And Goran Dragic at 29 tonight. And then you have Jimmy who can score, too, and he's very, very clutch. Very, very clutch player. So, I mean, that's – the it's going to be, like I said, very entertaining series. And a lot of people that were entertained by the Toronto series, I said, I think this is going to be better. Like, well, how can you say that? That's one of the best series I've seen in a while. Well, I, I think that I go – as I go Boston fans, if they hated Kyle Lowry, if they hated Siakam, if they hated Nick Nurse, just wait, wait, till, wait, wait, wait to meet yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think people hated him when he was in Chicago because he hit a game-winner free throws against us back then. Yeah. Wait till now. Oh, my God. Jimmy He's Butler got... is everything you got with the Toronto series and then some. I mean, it's just going to be. Jimmy Butler is what Boston Celtics fans, like the crazy ones, think that Marcus Smart is. That's I people like what you what they that's want. Not a hot but, take either. That's like that's that's, that's honest. That's my honest yeah, opinion. That, is that yeah? Is that the delusional green teamers that are like Marcus Smart? Oh my God! Like that is Jimmy Butler is what you think he is, and yeah. you and you know that you love that you love Marcus Smart so much you're gonna they're gonna hate Jimmy Butler that much more. So I'm I am totally prepared for the entertainment factor of this. And then as we record right now, worth mentioning that it is the Nuggets in the Clippers on right now. I don't know what the score of that game is. But I could pull I don't it up. Have it. I can, um... Let me let me pull it up. It is oh why it went away. It's twenty five. That the Clippers are up by five, heading into the heading into just at the beginning of the second quarter. Okay. So that'll be interesting. Just don't I, don't honestly, don't don't let the crazy call me crazy. Denver and seven. Well, that's Denver tonight. Yeah, it's for the series tonight. Yeah, it's, it's game seven. I'm saying it's Denver yeah. tonight. Yeah, they're taking it tonight. I mean, I've just, I Denver mean, I've been, I, that's why I'm saying Denver in seven tonight, you know, it's game seven. Cause I've been yeah, saying, oh uh, yeah, I, it, I do just don't just, if, if you get a three, one lead in the nuggets, you're essentially uh, <laughs> just, just don't let it happen. Don't <laughs> let it, hey, just don't, don't let it happen. You can go down three, one to them. You can do anything. Just don't go up three, one on them or they will just do, yep. do, they will do what they've been doing. Just they will do dirty and mean things to you that we cannot put on the internet. And that is kind of what's <laughs> happening right now to the Clippers as it happened to the Trailblazers. I can't believe this. I mean, I just can't believe it. I, I called it Denver and seven and I'm still in shock. I'd be interested to see how that would go against the Lakers. I don't know if the Lakers could take that series. I don't think, I think AD wouldn't be able to handle it. Like AD Jokic should be pretty good. And then you have Jamal Murray. Like who's going to, I mean, if Rondo or who on the, who on the Nuggets is going to successfully guard LeBron for seven? No, games? no, no one's going to. That's that's what point. I'm saying. Like that's like the LeBron is a difference maker. Yeah, there's, there's no one, no one in the playoffs right now. Kawhi, Kawhi could at least Kawhi do some damage could. against them, but like I don't. I, I still think in seven games LeBron would get the best of Kawhi. Well, he has before. I mean, Kawhi's got the best of him before though, so I mean. It, yeah, it, so it, it's this is the it, make or break, it, I guess. Yeah, I mean it. it it's going to be either way. <laughs> 
the playoffs are going to shape up to be amazing. The Western Conference Finals is going to be just as entertaining, I think. Yeah, for as shitty as the year's been and as all over the place it's been, it's been pretty damn entertaining. I was away from it for a little bit, and I was like, I really – when a lot of the political sports mix happened, I was just kind of upset because I just wanted to watch sports, and I was very content with just watching sports. Yeah, you can't. Um, and then I was like, I am now living in another anxiety world of like Twitter and my entertainment factor being blended, and I did not like it. Right. I don't think that makes me insensitive in anything. I still dislike racism very much. I, I, I hate racism. I, I'm not a racist myself, and I think that anybody is a shitty person. But that has nothing to do with the fact that when I want to watch sports, I want to watch sports. I want to watch sports, exactly. So that's where I'll leave that comment. I'm not going to go for Here comes cancel culture again. Yeah. But we're already we're already we're already tiptoeing. With we're too woke. We're too woke, Zach. <laughs> we're too woke. We're too woke with the internet. Here we go. Oh, we're gonna get shadow banned already. Yeah, this podcast is gonna get zero. It's gonna get zero views. We're, we're, we're shadow banned already. Knock on wood, but hey. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Even when I was with Danny Picard, we were getting, yeah, you, you thought he was getting shadow banned on Twitter, and I think he was honestly. Like he had like the Definitely proof behind was. it. He was, I mean, Danny was because Danny got shadow banned essentially when he came out with the uh, Houston Astros cheating scandal before everybody else yeah. picked up on it. Yeah. And then, then the big game guys picked up on it. We're like, oh, wait, there's something bigger that meets the oh, eye here. Crap. Hey, he's, this guy's right. <laughs> and, yeah, instead of being like, oh, Danny reported the first, like, oh, no, we broke this. And then I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. Yeah. When I was working for Danny, I felt so bad. I, I mean, he's doing fine, by the way, for anybody that is interested. I mean, I haven't checked in. I checked in on them a while back. Uh, I reached out to Danny. Danny's just but doing his best to stay away from social media during these crazy times. Cause like I said, it's toxic. It's really toxic. And Danny's taking a lot of time off and he's, as far as I know, he's doing pretty well. I've checked in with him a couple of times. He's, you know, very, you know, just like himself, energetic. Um, it's good for me. I mean, I check in on him again now. I forget when the last time I checked in on him was, but like, you know, he's been doing his thing, just trying to you know line some stuff up and, you know, get back to business when he feels, you know, when this COVID thing starts to take a turn for the end, hopefully in the relatively near future, sooner than sooner rather than later. And when that'll be when Danny starts to make his run back out of two, as far as that's what I, my guess is, I don't know that for a fact. That's not confirmed, but, but I figure that I did work for him. It was awesome. I, I, you know, Danny Picard, right. You know, of him from like WEI and stuff. Yeah, I know. I've heard him. Yeah. Yeah, working for him was awesome. I did, I did like the production stuff, not production, but yeah, pro, I guess production stuff, like some of his live streams and stuff. And he's reached out to me some stuff. I did the event with him, the video game event. I brought a friend of mine there. He had a blast. Uh, we had a blast meeting Danny. I met Will Noonan there as well. Will Noonan's a really cool guy. So, so uh, a lot of good people that we met there. And I got and getting making the connection with Will Noonan too. He has a podcast. I'll plug his podcast as well because he actively does it. Um, and I always still want to bring Will Noonan on here. And if we're going to, you know, we're going to midst the talking about guests, we may as well just bring, we're going to be name dropper as well. Eh, keep that one. We'll, we'll, we'll stow that one away. That we'll one's going to be a surprise if it happens. If that we'll, goes, we'll, we, we'll put that one in the back burner. I have officially made it if we get that one going. Yeah, 100%. Well, I, say, I can't say I anymore. I have to say we. We have a Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, hey, I don't want to take the bread, but I, I, I sent the I'm trying to make the connection. I'm, I'm, I'm sending No, the, no, 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 no. I, 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 I don't say yeah. I, I say I. I know. Because I'm so used to saying I. And, like, I don't – it's not foreign for me to say we because I don't want to say we. I just – I'm not used to it. Yeah, no, I'm only messing with you, man. No, no, no I'm not – I just – you know me. I have to make sure I clarify stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, but we, if that happens, we are we are on the way. We, that is, we are punching well above our weight, and I am very excited <laughs> for the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
This is just, I, I, it's it's crazy to have a podcast with so many inside jokes and if you know you knows but it's like oh, when you do know you're gonna really like it and you're gonna really yeah. enjoy it one day one day everybody will know when it happens it's gonna be great let's just say I'm very antsy every time I see my phone blow up with an Instagram notification I get a little absolutely absolutely I get a little like heart drop like oh shoot this could be it no nope. oh, <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely with it so, listen yeah. if i if i get a confirmation in the middle of this podcast you will know about it oh dude so ready you will know about it <laughs> but yeah though no, the clippers are like almost up on double yeah they're outscoring the nuggets big in the early the second quarter but yeah nuggets in seven from zach souza he's been on that been, um yeah. i got this i got the heat in six you got the, the celtics Celtics in seven you got the celtics in seven i think it's going to be a damn entertaining series either way um, and the finals will be very entertaining. I think this, you know, LeBron's just doing his thing. The, this, the Rockets are an absolute dumpster fire. I feel I bad. Mean, exactly. Ex- I mean, honestly, exactly. I feel bad for James Harden because I like, I like James. I love James Harden. I think he's great. That's exactly what I expected from the Rockets this year. But I didn't expect them to make it this far. Total dumpster. Russell Westbrook was never going to work there. Just never did. Never will. Never will. I mean, you're taking two guys who have to be the number one to be happy. Yeah, well, here well, to be to be effective, they need the usage rate is very high. And when the thing is, what's crazy is that Russell Westbrook is so much more effective when he plays passively, yeah. when they they play through him, but he plays passive as opposed to shooting and stuff. Like mm-hmm. his numbers of efficiency are insane when he plays pass first basketball. He's he's so athletic. He creates so much space for himself and so much space for everybody else, and then just waste it. Right. Frustrating because he's so so talented. He just is, is he cannot get the fundamental mental part of the game to where he needs it to be. You know what you really fit well, I think? I think the Knicks should trade for him. I feel like he'd be a great Knicks. New York Nick. <laughs> I mean, York Knicks, just would that be than him in Oklahoma last year? The Knicks, the, the, the Knicks are such a dumpster fire, though, that it just seems like I feel like he would fit right in in New York, just absolutely running it up for triple I think it would doubles. Be a repeat of, I think it would be a repeat of Oklahoma. I mean, it would be like the same thing. No I think – I, 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 I think he would just be running it up for 30 points, 15 rebounds, and 15 assists every game. And then the Knicks yeah, would be like – they would be like – the Knicks would be like 9 and 73. <laughs> and and then I, then I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. And I would watch – and I would watch every single Knicks highlights. But they would just – I would be like, well, I'm rooting for the Knicks so much. And they're just never going to get there. Just, but just watching Russell Westbrook tear it up as the best player on the team is, is just really something to watch. It is entertaining. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like in Oklahoma in the last couple of years. Even with yeah. Paul George, he was still lighting it up. You know how hard it is to average a triple-double, like in the NBA? Uh, it's probably challenging. <laughs> That's have to imagine. It's <laughs> it might not be a little difficult. I mean, not nobody since Oscar Robinson in the 1960s had done yeah. it. That's when they were all playing against plumbers and 60, yeah, white, there's, there's dudes part, 60 white dudes that had part-time jobs that were also playing <laughs> basketball. So that was the last person to do it. So I'd have to imagine it's pretty damn difficult Two now. guys have done it. Two guys have done it in like 60 years. It's probably a little challenging. It's, I'd say it's less than likely that it's easy. I think it's going to be – That's my hot take. It is less here, – here's, here's my take, though. I think it's going to be a lot more common with the way the athleticism and the, and the position – Yes, the way position of the basketball. I absolutely agree, especially with guys like Giannis. Absolutely like, agree. Yeah, like Giannis is a essentially a 6'10 point guard when you really break it. Who has the ball the most on the box? He's just Giannis. a 6'10 athlete. Exactly. Guys just, like that are going to put up 
crazy number. He is a 6'10 MVP basketball player, and that is it. There is no other label other than that. That's the yeah. best way I can describe him. I just there's no label to throw on him other than he's a MVP. He's a he is an athletic freak of a of an MVP basketball yeah. player. That's the level he's playing at, and that is. His athleticism does a lot of it for him, but also you still have to be a very, very developed player. Wait till he develops a perimeter game, which he's doing slowly. Oh, yeah. He's slowly – I mean, even the little bit he has now is still a threat. You know what I mean? It's still causing guys to step out on him on the perimeter, and it's still not even a great perimeter shooter. I don't even think he's considered, like – He needs more He he needs more than Chris Middleton, though. I'm so sorry, but he just does. I mean, Chris Middleton, if he played against the Celtics, different story. He'll just light it up every time. Killer. But every other team, it's like, where, where, did, Chris, where did Chris Middleton go? Chris Middleton versus the Celtics is the best shooter. It's like prime Kobe against the freaking Raptors. But no, yeah. when he plays anybody else, it's just he forgets how to play basketball. Right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know. But Steph anyways. When it matters most. Anyways. I can't wait to see Steph Curry back next year as a side note. But we're not going to get into that. We're going we're gonna to move on to the NFL. The Warriors NFL. are going to be insane. Dude, with James Wiseman, it's going to be something. I'm really excited to see Steph Curry back next year. I'm a big Steph Curry guy. I think he's a very Steph. one of the best one – of, one of the top – he's like a top five NBA player in my opinion. In, in history because of how much he changed the game fundamentally just by doing what he does. Yeah. But that's a take for another day. I mean, everybody's a three-point shooter. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a take for another day. I'll, that's a totally separate discussion. We'll get there. We'll get know all about that. Um, but we'll go. We'll go to the NFL real quick. We'll go to the I'm NFL. Ramble off a little lot. <laughs> nah, dude, that's what I want to do with it. Oh, essentially, I, I I think that's just more raw. I mean, like I can timestamp it. You know, people don't want to listen to it. They don't want to listen to it. Listen to what we're talking about. We're talking about the Celtics. Fine. Yeah, you know, stay tuned in for that part. Then skip to wherever we talked about mm-hmm. next. Um, but we we worked around there. It's, it is what it is. Like I said, I want it to be more raw conversation. But we also know how to get back to where we are. It doesn't fall too. It didn't fall too far off there. No. I don't think. Um, and, and there's relevance to all of it. If you listen to the whole thing, a lot of it connects. Like I think the cancel culture references come in and out and stuff like that. Things that we talked about in the very beginning and the more consistent we are, the more that people are going to recognize certain ebbs and flows. And that's, that's just how, that's what consistency does. And that's how you create a show, man. That's how we just do what we do. That's how we grow. All right. So the Clippers are up nine right now on the Nuggets. Oh boy. Six. 615 to go in a second so yeah you know, cool. kind of not really live streaming but kind of keeping up with that throughout yeah the we'll we'll keep up with it i think by the end of this episode we'll that we'll probably be done because the halftime will be a little bit we'll probably be able to tune into the fourth quarter on our own while i'm editing yeah we'll just stay in the, we'll just stay in the call and watch it even though i'm like three seconds ahead of you which i feel so bad about i know you you again oh he missed it and i was like he doesn't even have it yet <laughs> about tatum you're like he missed it i was like what do you mean Sorry, not sorry. I was just enjoying myself. <laughs> Anyways, NFL is back. And honestly, everybody's like, oh, it's so weird with no fans. Like, oh, the only sport that's weird with no fans is freaking baseball because home runs and stri- like home runs like just aren't caught by anybody. That's the only weird thing for me. Like, not having fans in baseball is weird. But in the NFL, I didn't notice a damn thing. I was just like, wow, football is back. That's all I did. That's all yeah. that caught my eye. It was just like, holy shit, football's back. I couldn't even realize the difference watching the game. It just felt so like normal. I mean, the only thing that was shocking was the fact that they had fans in Missouri. Yeah, there were. They had some fan restrictions, though. Obviously, that was like yeah, at the Chiefs game, which I was like, "Holy wow, that's a thing!" Like, they're actually like, real people there. Like, oh yeah. wow, that's different. That was different. That but was kind of eye opening. Everywhere, I feel like that's one of the easiest things to like. Yeah, like, just like do like ten percent capacity at worst case, you know. But 
for like they, crowd control, I feel like this is the best way to do it. Cause you can limit how many tickets you sell and to what seat those tickets go to. Abs- absolutely. I think there's very, so like very easy ways no around issue. it. But I also, but also, I think that there's a lot of liability that comes in with that too. And that I don't think I think teams have enough on their plate in terms of liability, enough on their plate in terms of testing and everything for all of their players and the risk for them. So I think a lot of these teams have taken a liability precaution to be like, we don't want something to come back on us because someone goes to a Chiefs game and gets COVID and then dies from it, and all of a sudden they have a lawsuit because they were allowing fans in, and then somehow it comes back on them. And I think that's a liability. I think that's just a liability thing. A lot of these owners. And it's already tough enough financially for them right now to have to deal with this entire thing and pay for all this testing and pay for all this technology and try to get through all this with just TV revenue and not having fans in the stadium. So it's not worth the 10% of the fans are going to let in versus what they could risk giving up as if they're already not losing enough through all of this. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? With 10% fans, they're going to lose more in lawsuits than they're going to make in... If someone yeah. decides to press charges for whatever reason. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Worst, worst, case, worst case scenario, they lose more than they made. The value is not there. Right. That's that's what I'm. That's what I see it as. And like as cool as it would be to have the fans back, and as much as I want to see it, I think it will come in due time. Yeah. So speaking of fans back, I mean, running into the MLB, Adam Silver came out the other day saying there could be fans at World Series games. Not Adam Silver. I wish it was Adam I Silver. Mean, I mean, wow. <laughs> I wish it was Rob Adam Man- Silver. Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred. I. I. Wow. Hey. I mean. I mean, because where? Well, I mean. From what we've been led to believe with the virus and everything, it's like sunlight kills it being outside is better, and those would be warmer climates too. So, hey, man, all the power to them. I'd love to see fans at baseball scenes because home runs and strikeouts, it's a, baseball is a different animal without fans, especially just no one catching home runs stuff. Like, it's just weird. It's weird. Wow. Yeah. Whole season's just oh. been weird. But, I mean, hey, you, you, you just we'll, – we'll, we'll take what we can get, right? I mean, whatever. And this is going to be the best thing Rob Manfred's done in a while. I mean, he are, I mean, he has to come back with something after taking away alcoholic beverage celebrations, which I, <laughs> I which I totally understand why he did that too. I mean, I've not someone, Rob Manfred. Someone big... takes someone takes a swig of their Bush latte and then dumps it on someone, and all of a sudden he has droplets of COVID on him, and uh, like I get it, I I get where that comes from. Not, it has nothing to do with the alcoholic part. It has just the part to do with just being droplets and the COVID. Oh, yeah, and, it has nothing to do. I mean, they've been doing that for seconds. Yeah, and I, so, I mean, like, that's nothing he can do about that. Like, I'm like, God damn it, that sucks. But, like, what's the difference in them sweating on each other in the locker room? Like, ah, whatever. Just, you know what? If it's, it's supposed to be no celebrations, no high fives or anything. The guys are still – like, you can't stop that. Sports. Yeah, it's just – guys aren't going to think of that in the moment. They're just thinking about doing their job and that's playing sports. And then it's like, oh, shit, I forgot. I can't shake this guy's hand or I can't slap this guy in the ass for making a nice tackle. Like, oops, I'm my bad. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so it's just like I said, it's it's very it's gotta be so tough on them to do what they're doing as it is regularly, normal conditions. Never mind how tough it is to do it now, um, with no preseason and such, and like shorter season yeah, and more in the line. I didn't realize that. No yeah, no preseason, and that's why a lot of that's why there was a lot of high scoring games because there was just yeah. a lack of tackling and a lack of contact in the preseason. They're still trying to fill guys out too, see who fits where. Yeah. Where so if, if you notice, a lot of the success came from teams that didn't have a lot of like overturn. A lot of teams that have been have their systems in place and the good teams stay good. Right. Because they have they have more. That's why I think Brady struggled. That's why I think the Buccaneers struggled. That's why I was big on the Saints this week. Because first of all, the spread just seemed fishy to me. But second of all, the Saints that Saints team that core has been good for a very long time. Brady's having to adjust to a new offense, vertical offense with Arians, and he made mistakes and he was uncomfortable. He's still trying to adjust, and he has credited a lot of that, discredited, I guess you say, 
a lot of that uncomfortableness to the fact that they had less preseason work and everything to do because of COVID. Right. Yeah, the whole pre- less preseason thing, you know, it really hits everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's why the Chiefs did so well. I just think Bill O'Brien's a buffoon. I just think, this, I, I think I think this is the Texans' blow-up year, to be honest. Yeah. I think this is the year where, like, Bill O'Brien and the Texans, like, blow up. Like, they just don't. Like, how are you going to waste Deshaun Watson's prime like this? Like, dude, someone's got to figure that out. I just don't like his play calling. I just don't like the way that team runs its plays. I mean, David Johnson didn't do bad, but it's like, how do you trade DeAndre Hopkins for basically David Johnson? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know how, could, how they could so so easily let him walk. Yeah. So, I, you, I mean, that's a very consistent team normally, and they just look lost. But, like, Mahomes looks just as good as Mahomes has looked. Um, so he's I, the best quarterback in the NFL. There's no – He's the best. He's the best player, hands down, in the NFL. And if anybody else, I I tweeted it out. If you disagree with me, I genuinely question your sports fandom. I say there's some shit that I've probably said that people are like, what is wrong with this kid? Like the Jason Tatum stuff. Like I get it, man. I just I, I just believe in something. But for you to look at Chat Pat Mahomes, but that's not the best quarterback, or that's not the best player in the NFL. Like I just wow. Stuff he does is incredible. It's not it's not fair. I mean, who's the next closest? McCaffrey. I mean. Yeah, Aaron Donald, I mean. Donald's a good shout. Donald is a good shout. Aaron Donald rushed the O-line on the Cowboys, arguably the best O-line football. And took out two guys. Like bowling pins, bro. That was a great dude. That is a scary man. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in the the pocket seeing Aaron Donald rush at me. Scary, bro. That's a scary man. But, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs, I kind of figured they would – I mean, I took them on the card to cover – I think Mahomes – I think they're very, very good chance they repeat. Because Mahomes is so – not only Mahomes is as talented as he is, I just think his head screwed on straight. He's so smart, yeah. I think he's just re- a really intelligent kid, which should scare the NFL. It should scare the NFC. The AFC dynasties are just going to continue, apparently. Good luck. Yeah. Jets and Bills. Josh Allen looks like a stud. I am a, I just Bills Mafia. I hope the Bills make the goddamn no, I, play. I mean, Bills – I think Bills are going to win the division. They should. I mean, but don't get, don't knock the Pats though, because Cam looked pretty damn good. And people forget how, na- like, I, yeah. The, the Patriots defense did not get any work. I mean, the Patriots defense lost some guys, but still, Bill Belichick's a damn good defensive coach. Right. I mean, when, when they let Cam Newton walk, everybody's like, yeah, good. I'm like, dude, like, you guys forget Cam Newton is nasty. He's an MVP, bro. Cam Newton is an MVP. Cam and Newton. A, and, is and if he can focus. If he can focus on his game instead of his wardrobe and his dancing, and he can just enjoy himself and just you know run around like Bill Belichick's letting him run to his strengths, like he's going to be a produ- if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a very productive quarterback for them. Very, very productive player. Top of the line quarterback. Absolutely. And then when they sign him for one, he's going to get resigned. He's not going to be a one and done. No, I mean, I, I, he'll probably resign with the Pats. He'll definitely get a resign. I think that was just you know. But he's, I mean, he got named the captain. It depends on how much he asks for and really how good of a year he has, but I can imagine him staying in New England. He'll get if the price is right, he'll definitely get him to come back. Lamar Jackson looks like a goddamn stud, too, speaking of mobile quarterbacks. 38 to 6. The Browns are just such a poor organization. I love Baker Mayfield, but goddamn, that organization. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is one of my favorites. I, I think he's just a goddamn – I think he's just a winner. Absolutely just a winner. But Jesus Christ, that organization is so poorly run – and man, do they just continue to look bad, bad, embarrassing. And then the Bears actually decided to win a game. That was something. Mitchell Trubisky kind of just flipped the switch. 
Yeah, I mean, he had a terrible uh, terrible assumption about him, but he looked really good last week. He did He did come out of nowhere. I mean, he struggled for a little bit, then all of a sudden he just decided to throw yeah, a few touchdowns. Whatever somebody said to him, but somebody said something to him because he turned right around. Yeah, dude. It's his make or break year, so you see what adversity does to some people. Can you believe that Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes were – or they took Mitchell Trubisky before those two guys. I just I, that's still yeah, yeah I know. That's, that's just it's still that still just numbs my head. I'm like, what? They what? Because I mean, I can't even like look looking at college years. I mean, looking like out of college, how somebody would look at Mitchell Trubisky over Pat Mahomes. I was like, who's Mitchell Trubisky? And I was like, Deshaun Watson. Okay. And now all of a sudden, I looked at Pat Mahomes tape, and I was like. This dude just throws touchdown after touchdown. And he's yeah, still doing Pat the same Mahomes, thing. What Pat Mahomes was doing in um, for the Chiefs was exactly what he was doing at Texas Tech. Exactly what he was doing. I mean, it was, oh, well, he can't do that in the yeah, NFL. Yeah. It's like, no, he's just doing it in the NFL, too. Yeah, he, he's, this, he's been just as good. I mean, he's, like, rolling to the left, throwing it with his left hand. He was doing that at Texas Tech. Yeah, dude. Crazy it's incredible stuff. how the teams passed up. It's incredible how he wasn't the first pick. Yeah. Burrow didn't look too bad. I don't think Joe Burrow looked didn't look too bad either. I think Burrow's gonna be good. He's gonna, you know, I don't know, I, how, the, I don't know how the Bengals are gonna do as a team. Their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, I mean, but Burrow's gonna do good individually. But I don't know how they. I don't know how much. Yeah, they're, yeah, he's. There's only win. so much he can do when he has no time to throw. I don't think they'll win five games. I said they were gonna win eight. I think they go at least five hundred. You think they go eight in it? I don't know now without preseason. My take before the yeah. preseason under the That's under fair. under. Under the conditions that I – when I made that prediction mm-hmm. um, was that they'd have a preseason pre-COVID. Wow. You think they go over 500? I thought they were going to go at least 500 with Burrow because I liked Burrow a lot. I thought the guy was a very pro-ready quarterback. Now without the preseason, everything as a rookie quarterback, it's going to be damn near impossible to get any type of production. So I, I can't that... – I, def- I definitely can't see 8-8. Eight and eight. No, not, na- not now. Oh, yeah. before, I before. before. I don't even think I could see it before. Not even before. That was my bull take before. Yeah. Um, but especially now, like there's no chance that happens with no like with like the limited preseason and everything. Like, yeah, whatever. We'll we'll leave that one to the dust. Yeah. And then you got Stephen Gostowski missing four kicks when I had the Titans to cover. I was like, Are you it's kidding me? The game winner, though. I mean, what the I, that does nothing for my card. It does nothing oh, for the yeah, card. My pick. That does nothing to do with my pool. I was like, of course he hits the game winner. I was I, I wanted to miss the game winner. I was like, Well, you already screwed me over on the spread. So you may as well just miss this one and lose and just get cut next week. Probably get cut anyways. <laughs> God, I mean, God, was that frustrating, man? Yeah. Oh. I couldn't. I didn't watch their game, but when I saw like the notification, Gostowski missed his fourth um, field goal. Are you kidding me? Dude, I was just losing my goddamn mind. Absolute, just, just couldn't. Oh God, I was like, this is incredible. And you got and your Cowboys too. The Rams, Jared Goff, and Sean McVay, and then Malcolm Brown, the bell cow. Running back. And then you said Aaron Aaron Donald bully balling your offensive line. I mean, just ran right through him. Like, it was easy. The Cowboys like, just don't look the same as they do. I mean, Aaron Donald ran through the offensive line. Like, those weren't grown-ass men. No, very big grown-ass men, too. Like, above-average size. Yeah. You ran men. through them like they, were, like they were freaking high schoolers. Yeah. No, that did not. I did. I do not. I would never. I, I do not. Let me tell you. Stepping in front of Aaron Donald at full speed, you are taking your life that in your own hands. I'd like. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to see Aaron Donald in the UFC one day. I hope he does that. 
Obi fights the Pull a little Greg Hardy, just leave the NFL. I mean, not don't throw your girlfriend into a pile of guns and beat the shit out of her, but <laughs> yeah. I'd I'd rather he not get in the domestic <laughs> violence suit, but I mean, other than that. And then your 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 janitor almost beat the shit out of Greg Hardy. He almost broke his leg. All right, hey, if he didn't, if Jorgen doesn't break his toe, he wins that fight. It's easy. Absolutely. He absolutely handled him in the first round and broke his toe on the Dude, first. Dude, his leg looked like a spiraled ham. That thing was pink as hell. Yeah, he was ripping Greg Hardy's legs apart. But yeah, I would. Aaron Donald as a UFC fighter, I think, would be a scary thing. That would, hey, that'd be something. Right? I mean, there's plenty of other guys that have done some. I would take stuff. him. I think I would take Aaron Donald. Dude, he's just a physical freak. Physical freak. Humongous. So what else we got on the docket here? We pretty much gone over like you know the NFL run through. I'm as happy it's back, man. The NFL is something. That's why baseball's in the back burner. I mean, the NHL I lost interest in when the, when the Bruins lost. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think the Bruins were gonna go too far. I didn't. I, I knew the second they, they were like, everybody's like, oh, what a great series. I was like, we're just gonna get stomped by Tampa, which we did. We did. I mean, as soon as, soon as Tuca came out, I was like, yeah, I'm oh, leaving. Oh, dude. For whatever reason, I don't care the reason, whatever. He, what he did for his daughter, whatever. I, I'm not mad about him leaving. No, but just to know that when you don't have one of the best goalies in hockey. Yeah. As soon as he said he was leaving, I was writing him off. I was like, Bruins are done. There's no shot. Given the series, there's no shot they win the next one and win the cup. There's no shot. Given he's had his struggles in the playoff, I'd still rather have him than Halak. Even though in the past, they're like, put a lock in. I got to get pissed at Tuca for blowing games. They're like, oh, should I have a lock? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I'd much rather have Tuca in that spot. But, hey, good. Couldn't happen. Couldn't do it. And what was was crazier is, again, Boston sports fans. This is why a lot of Boston fans just pissed me off. They're, like, crushing Tuca. Dude, he is his daughter. Yeah. Go back for his daughter. I don't care what the reason was. What he did was right. What he did was wrong. I don't care what he had. Just to knowing do. that he wasn't there, your your sports opinion was they have no chance because Tuka's There's not no there. Job. As a Boston fan, as a Bruins fan, I wanted to be like, hey, we might, you know, so you never know what can happen. It's playoffs. But as like a sports, it's just not gonna happen. And then people crushed him for it. It's like, well, fam- like medical emergency with his daughter. Like, okay. You gonna blame anyway. the guy for leaving the freaking bubble? Like yeah okay like if your daughter if if the school calls you and your daughter's having like like trouble breathing or something you're leaving work to go get your daughter from school right so Tuka's daughter is like in a totally separate like I think totally separate country or maybe no I think from their was he was she in their home country or was she just like over in Boston where they have probably have a house uh I don't know actually I'm not sure. But uh, anyways, that he left the bubble for it. It's like, yeah, he left work. I don't, to care, go. Right? I don't care if she was in the same city as the bubble. Does it matter? It's like if, it's, yeah. if, it's, if he has to leave the bubble to care for his daughter, then the man has to do it. That's, that's right. your life is a priority over – life is a priority. What does his – what does playing goalie for the Bruins matter if he just lets his daughter pass without like, – you know what I'm saying? Like if he doesn't go help out his daughter. Like what like – what, what, why is he going to continue to play hockey? Like what is he playing hockey? He's playing hockey to support. Yeah, I mean, because he loves hockey too, but he's playing to support too. Like, why we? You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, dude, I can't believe even after that broke, there was so much, still so much backlash at him for it. Yeah, like I was like, but that's just Boston. That's just Boston fans and Boston media for you. For the majority, I'm not trying to group all of them, but like for the majority, that is why people consider us massholes and just don't like Boston fans in general. Shit like that, right? 
And that's speaking, not like different. That's so common and stuff. It could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just see it. Just it doesn't matter who the playoffs or not. It's just so common. And even if it wasn't Boston fans or like that, if any fan group reacted like that, I'd be upset with it. I just don't think it's right. No, absolutely not. And speaking of things that pissed me off in the media, the Skip Bayless comments absolutely just ran up my ass. Yeah, so that one, that one tickled me the wrong way. That one, especially for me personally, I was just like, dude. Journey into my head and see what I go through on a daily. Check out the scars on my arm and look at me and tell me I'm less of a man for that. Are you shitting me? Yeah, totally. I mean, with the platform he has, it's, you don't say that. You can think that. I mean, you can't change the way somebody thinks. No. But with the platform he's on and the people who listen to him and how, like, big mental health is, for him to go out there and say that is just so – what's the word I'm looking for? So, um, like – Insensitive. Yes, exactly, 100%. Yeah. So what, what, what is scary for me is that I don't think a lot of Skip Bayless's takes are his own takes. I think a lot of them are scripted by people at Fox or wherever he's working. Because now that's like his thing. He has like weird Because he's a hot take thing. thing and they want to push discussion. What scares me even more is that someone at Fox, a network that I respect and like to watch because I really like Colin Coward, yeah. told him, and the only reason he hasn't been fired yet is because he was told to read it. That's the scarier thing to me is that someone was that insensitive to try and spark their view spike the views like that much that's the insensitive shit that they'll put out there and that is crazy to me that's even worse i mean it's not worse but that's just like i don't know that's disgusting as well yeah i mean either way it's gross however it went yeah, down it's like it's, it's a disgusting comment whether it was he was told to say it or whether he came up with it on his own yeah i mean somebody's original thought and that alone is just insane. yeah man disgusting and every word you can think of I'm with Dak Prescott 100%. I like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. I like him as a person. And even more so now, I am with Dak Prescott and what he can do for the Dallas Cowboys because especially after with Skip Bayless and especially with Dak's having to deal with. Like, it's not an easy thing, man. Life is a goddamn battle every day, especially when you have to – just stuff like that gets thrown at you, man. And for Skip to say that, man, it's just so, so frustrating. Like, We've made so much progress in the world and open, like opening up our arms and opening up our minds to people that struggle with stuff like that every day. No, and then he, and then he says out something like that. And people were quoting the tweet and sharing it again. Like, what is this? And I'm like, stop. Don't like, I didn't, I didn't tag the video. I didn't quote the video. I, I just, I didn't even tag him. I put his yeah. name, but like, I was like, stop even giving that like a view, like stop giving him that platform, quoting it. And people even having to watch it, like stop yeah. in general. So that was so, I mean, personally for me, just from what I go through, that was frustrating, but I mean, I'm sure for a lot of the people that even though go like through a lot of stuff that's understand it, it's incredibly frustrating for them as well. I mean, yeah. I mean, dude's brother just committed suicide. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why he sought the lookout. I mean, it's just still like, I mean, mental health stuff was up through the, through the quarantine anyways. Never mind if your brother takes his right, life exactly. before it. I mean, that's you, just like, that just makes it that much worse that it's like just a, such a direct hit on him that caused it. And he couldn't be around his like teammates or anything as well. Like, yeah. dude had his words cut out for him. Himself in his thoughts about that. You know what I mean? Like, and, gonna... and he's still willing to step up and play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And his teammates are probably very supportive of it because of how open he was with it. And they're probably there for him. Like, you, a lot of my friends were, and you guys were, when my, my stuff came to mm-hmm. ahead. You know? So, I mean, the support groups are huge there. And the fact that he's able to be, to open up about it, because here's the thing is that like athletes do draw attention. He's a very, he has, he has the platform. And I think people need to notice that kind of stuff. And 
they shouldn't take what Skip Bayless had to say. They should be able to look at what Dak Prescott was able to admit. He's a quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and he was still able to admit the fact that he didn't know like, he didn't know how to handle his own thoughts, man. He looked for help for it, and he was a, there was a very supportive group around him of his teammates and people and medical professionals. Right. And 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 there was always and there was always a road out of dark times. And then you have someone that's just so insensitive as Skip Bayless. And God damn, man, let's add like all the like so many good things came of that. There's so many good positives to look into with what Dak did. I hate the fact that we have to even be angry at Skip Bayless saying that. Like just just wash it away. Just don't even pay attention to it. Just look at what Dak did because he did everything by the book and really did build himself up and won the day and did a lot of building for the mental health awareness in general. Yeah, with a platform like that, I mean, he's the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Argue, like, the p- most popular franchise. America's team, man. Team. They're the most popular sports franchise. Arguably in the, the U.S. NFL, arguably in the world. Mm-hmm. Easily in the NFL, arguably the world. You know what outside, I mean? Like, outside, outside, of, outside of soccer, yes, probably right, in the yeah. world. In terms of, like, American, like, broadcast around the world. Like, between them I and mean, the Yankees, like, what? yeah. Like, Yankees, Lakers. That, the, the, the Yankees and the Lakers are, and, and the Cowboys are probably the most iconic, like, U.S. Exactly. sports teams around the world. Exactly. And it's like, with the platform he has and the popularity he has, to come out and do that and then just get shut down is by the one person, which is why I just don't give him that platform because so much was so much good was done through what Dak did and how he was open about it and how they progressed through it as not only him, as his team, as his family, as medical professionals, so much good was done. Don't let what Skip Bayless said take away from the fact. Don't get angry at Skip, just praise what they were able to do and wash what he said away. There was so much more positive that came from this whole situation. Yeah, than just having to be pissed at Skip, and I was so. That's why I just kind of shut it away. I was like, I'm. It's, I'm not gonna feel any better being pissed at Skip because he don't give a shit about me. Obviously, right. he don't get, Obviously, really care about any of that, even more or less, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I. So yeah, it's like we were saying, like um, paying mind to Skip Bayless is like drawing the attention away from all the positive that came from it. You're yeah, focused. yeah, exactly. So, and that's the stuff I want to talk about more. That's not political. That's just life. Right. That's just general life relation. That's more of like the culture that I do want to provide here. That's more of what I want to talk, like stuff that I want to slide into. And I think it's been a pretty good show. I think it's been a pretty fun fact build show. Our thoughts on things. We've had a couple laps. We've been in there. We've been doing good. Yeah. I have no, I have, I have no complaints in this podcast. I don't think the viewers yeah, I really never, never a complaint on the podcast. No, every second of the live streams, the podcast, everything about it's so fun. That was, that was, that's more or less like the rawness that I want, more of the flow that I want. Because yeah. Rogan, because even Rogan goes off on his own shit sometimes, and Rogan can get away from his stuff. Yeah, and when Rogan does it though, it's something. It, it gets deep. Yeah, yeah. This is not it, stuff. It, it, I just quick. don't. It's, I don't. I want the basis to be sports. I don't want to script the show. But anyways, go with what you were going to say. I was going to say when Rogan goes off, though, it's way more like way off the rails than we well, you, you give Elon Musk a puff of weed, shit's going to hit the fan, bro. <laughs> you get Elon Musk high, dude. Yeah. Holy hell. His mind works a thousand miles a minute, dude. They it's just, incredible. They, there's avenues that he explored in his head that even Elon Musk hadn't gone through because he gave him like tobacco, like rolled marijuana. And yeah. that was – Alex, any episode that Alex Jones is on, oh, epic. oh, I love the Alex Jones episodes. Alex Jones on. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and, then I the Snow- and and I gotta watch the new Snowden one too. The the Snowden ones are very good, very good. 
Yeah, I got to check into that. I love Rogan. Rogan's one of my favorite podcasts. I like to try and emulate what he does. Like, I want to do my own thing, but also, like I said, the different ebbs and flows of this, I think, is what I try to emulate with Rogan. And the tone that I provide is a very, we provide a very intelligent one and a very open one and not a demanding one. I'm not calling to action or anything. Like, there's things that we'll be passionate about, but this is, it's a very, it's a very open attitude to a lot of things. And I think that's why we're enjoyable to watch. And listen to. Yeah, I agree. We're not forcing any opinion on anybody. No, no, we're not touching stuff that would, and we're not touching stuff that's like just absolutely nuclear. There's just no need to go there because it's going to divide uh, divide opinion no matter what our views are, no matter how open we think we are about it. There's no good that can come from it. So why? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not dividing anything here. Like you may disagree with me, but I'm not dividing your opinion. Like I can't listen to that kid because he believes that. Right. I'm not touching those subjects. I'm not touching that topic. There's no need. There's no need for it. I don't need any more added stress in my life. I already have online school and I'd like <laughs> to live outside of it as it is. Uh, I don't need any more added stress. And this, hey, then yeah. this, this is something I enjoy doing. I'm not adding anything to it. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't wait to hop on tonight and do this. I mean, it's a little It's like started at about nine, nine thirty, but yeah. We were like, yeah, hey, we'll do it at two. We'll get it up by five o'clock. Yeah, no. No, I'm glad though. I this stuff does so much better when I run it for a full day. Yeah, yeah. So, totally so I, I'm glad I'm gonna be able to edit this up and have it out like sometime early in this morning, maybe midnight Pacific time. Just let it run all day. Yeah. And I'll just have it'll just run all day. I'll have all the tweets scheduled to go out, all the Facebook posts, and I'll have an Instagram post ready to go out too. And the thumbnail is gonna be that beautiful picture of us beautiful people out there with our rundown hats on, except for me. I. I didn't get my own memo. Yeah, wait, why is this backwards? Hold on, let me fix that. Why is this? It's frontwards for me. It looks yeah, backwards for you. Yeah. It's it's frontwards for me. Yeah, it's good on this. It's good on this end. It's gonna look backwards to you because it's mirroring you. So it's like yeah. a mirror. Yeah, look at that. But that's that's high quality shit, right? That's a high quality trucker hat right there. <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. I gotta order more. I gotta get one out to Haley because I know Haley's gonna watch and listen. Shout shout out Haley. Yeah, we gotta hand deliver it, you know. I can't. I I, I, told, I told her I'm gonna mail it to her. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna mail it to her. She asked for the mail, and I said, you know, what? Like, she just tell me what to do and how to do it, and I'll get it to you. And she said, we'll just mail it for now. So okay, I'll mail it. Whatever. She's so, so that's good. So we're all. That's it, really. I think that's all we got. I think we covered a lot of stuff, and I think that was really. I think it's really entertaining, to be honest with you. Yeah, this is all confused me right now. I, I, I'm all like all messed up. So hold on, let me just switch this back so I can move normal now. <laughs> <laughs> Technology doing Sue's in right now, just oh, like shoot, the blue, just, really like the, just like the blue electrolyte water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> so, uh, that was an eventful. That was an eventful lunch. Yeah. Dude, that lunch. Oh. Um, dude, we get Jared, a Jared, how about we lead it off with this, dude? Jared just walks in and goes, Yeah, this is Sue's first meal out of the pen. And then we just <laughs> roll with that. We roll with that the whole time. <laughs> I mean you had nothing in your stomach at that point. Yeah. I mean incredible. <laughs> Which we still well eventually I think we'll eventually do a special on how we met. I think that should be like its own special episode. Yeah, that's got to be its own thing. That can't be in the middle. and That's got to be its own episode. Like I said, that's going to be another thing we're rolling with some concept. Like, how did Lucas and Zach meet? That's a whole story right there. That's a whole that, is, that is story time on its own. Yeah. 
So we'll, I'll I'll call it there. I'm gonna call it there. Well, the, the, we're gonna the it, it's it's cool about this. So when you build more followership, the if you know you knows are just gonna stop becoming you know, you know, you know, knows, and it's just gonna be like people are just gonna know. So it's like it's just gonna be <laughs> open knowledge. We're just gonna build to that. But not yet. But not yet. You guys, oh, have to earn. That. That's, you, that's, guys that's... you guys have to earn that stuff. <laughs> you guys have to earn that stuff. Oh, hey, geez. Patreon link is in the bio, by the way. No, I wish. I wish. I should. Right. Hey, tip us $500 and you'll hear the story. <laughs> Venmo, Venmo me $10 if you want to hear how me and Zach met if you don't already know. <laughs> Venmo me $10. Venmo will be in the description. Yeah. Oh, um, anyways, everybody, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining. This is going to be very much more consistent from me in terms of solo stuff, from Zach in terms of his blogging and stuff. And I'm sure that Zach will be on the YouTube grind eventually. We'll get him there. Obviously, me and Sue's together, me bringing on other guests. I want to bring the Breakfast of Champions back on, people like that back on. The flow of this is going to be a lot better. I'm more committed to it in a much better place than where I was. Very committed to building this because I really do enjoy doing this. This was incredibly fun. This is just me. Me and Sue is shooting the ship, but it's for, I, I believe we are very entertaining people. It's for me also enjoy too. And you get better at it. We get better at it as we do more and as I edit more and everything too. So, and even if this never itself takes off, I'm always going to have this to look back on and have fun with. And also as a, as a resume for ourselves too, me and Sue's will be able to go to anybody. Like, well, here's what, like people are saying they can do this, but here's what we actually do. Here's what we actually did. Done it before. Yeah. Uh, in very in different outlets as well for for Durfee cable for New Bed for like the Farmer cable for New Bedford cable for this we have so much resume stuff on this alone never mind on top of you being an English major me being a marketing major having a communication minor all that stuff is, is is great for us and at the very base this on its own can take off so why not you know right hey let's get after it so anyways everybody thanks for joining in we will catch you guys another time.